Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, we finally have a World Series winner. The Texas Rangers knock off the Arizona Diamondbacks in a kind of a well, underwhelming World Series, but nevertheless, uh, they take it four games to one there. Not really that very competitive, and uh, again, this is what happens when you have uh, one team with 90 wins, one with 84 wins, and the 84 win was really an 84-win team here. Uh, Texas, again, was the hot team the whole way. They just had something to them. I'm not saying I predicted this or anything like that, but just even the way they took out Tampa early on really just took the bats to them. Uh, this seems like there's been on a bit of a roll there and winning road games, and that's just the stuff you have to do um, to win a World Series. So it just seemed like they just had it this year. And again, of all the teams involved, um, probably the least bothered by them winning, I don't mind. It's, again, really nothing really hate about the Texas Rangers. I know they have our oldest Chapman uh, on the team, and of course, that's the, the most insane thing. This is now his second World Series ring, again, getting one back when the Cubs in 2016, when the Yankees trade him to the Cubs, uh, blew a big game there, but nevertheless didn't blow the series for them. So he got a ring there. Now he gets a ring here uh, with the Texas Rangers. And he you know, had a big spot there. I think it was game three, a couple of runners on, a 3-1 score. And he was able to induce a pretty nifty double play uh, started up by Corey Seager there. And, of course, Corey Seager, uh, the World Series MVP, you know, making all the comparisons to Reddy Jackson. I saw that, of course. Um, you know, went to the postseason a few times and won with the Dodgers. And now doing it here with the Texas Rangers. Um, so that's all that. And again, it's not really to hate about it. I mean, Jordan Montgomery, former Yankee, will get a ring there because Chapman will get a ring, whatever you want to say about him. Um, sure is getting a ring, which does not deserve it all, really contributed nothing to this. But nevertheless, I'm sure he participated in the uh, champagne toss in there. And of course, interestingly enough, Jacob deGrom, who uh, signed the big deal with uh, the Rangers to start the season, you know, played like a month or two, got hurt. What else to do with Jacob Degrom? And of course, now he gets a ring, which you know, you don't feel, you, you know, I know he's a Met, but like, you know, he's a good, he's one of the best pitchers in the game when he's when he's healthy. He's not really hate about him, and you don't want to see a situation where you go whole whole career and being hurt and never getting a World Series ring. So at least he's got his ring out of the way, and this hopefully now he could just put together some healthy seasons for him. So uh, again, not really much to hate about the whole situation. Uh, so they go on uh, to win the World Series there. Getting four games to one. In this episode, we do have some Yankee news as well. Uh, beginning of Game 3, uh, they made the announcement for the Roberto Clemente Award. And that, of course, went to Aaron Judge uh, due to his work with the All Rise Foundation. And this basically, each team nominates one player for this award. Again, it's all based on their charity work. And I guess the judges look at it, and I guess they pick Judge to win this thing. And past Yankee winners have won it before. Derek Jeter won it in 2009. I believe also in uh, uh, Ron Guidry. As well as Don Baylor, you know, when they were Yankees in the mid '80s, they have also won this award as well. And of course, Judge, just with his notoriety, and of course, last year hitting the 62 home runs, I guess he's always going to bring a lot of you know eyes and attraction and donations to his foundation there. So I'm sure having a 62 home run season helped that, which then of course helped his cause to win this award. Uh, so he gets the Roberto Clemente Award for. Uh, 2023, and there are also some other Yankee awards coming up there, so right on the backstop of the World Series, they also announced uh, some Silver Slugger candidates, and a couple of Yankees are involved, uh, one of them being uh, Glaber Torres for second base, and the aforementioned Aaron Judge for the outfield there, so we'll kind of look at their stats, I don't think Glaber is going to get it, Judge might have a shot, even though, again, he very limited the season, only played 106 games, so, you know, it's not really fair to the other players there, but there is one stat that I think gives him a, a shot compared to the other players, and we'll get into all that. But again, just looking back at this Texas uh, championship, and I, was, I just want to mention one thing. Again, not going to cry sour get grapes over it, but, uh, you know, look at them. They've invested like $500 million in both Corey Seager as well as Marcus Simeon. Give the big contract to Jacob DeGrom to begin the season, which he doesn't even pitch. 
Um, so that's like another $200 million like, you know, out the window there with that one. I just remember back with the Yankees back in the late 90s, it was always like, oh, you're buying championships and you can just do it because the rich teams stuff like that. It's like, but no one's complaining about that now. You know, Texas with all the money, they even have can afford to bring in someone like a Matt Scherzer who's making almost $30 million a year. I know that even the Mets eating some of that money. Just the idea, you know, they're able to bring all these veterans in there with the big make money and giving big contracts out to a Corey Seager, giving a big contract out to Marcus Simeon like that. But now you don't hear anyone complain about them buying championships, uh, you know. So it's just kind of funny how that all works out. But nevertheless, whatever, kudos to that. I just want to kind of get that one off my chest. And for Chapman, you know, he kind of he ironed it a little bit. You know, obviously just... Really hit rock bottom with the Yankees there. Uh, went to the Kansas City Royals, kind of reinvented himself a little bit. Found his velocity. He was throwing 100, 405 miles per hour. Again, one of the things that with this Yankee audit, they have to look into like why they're not getting the best out of these pitchers. And then Chapman, I'm saying with Chapman was great once he left the Yankees, but much better than his final season in pinstripes, which is very turbulent. You know, guy couldn't even throw a strike. And even if, you know, his fastball, even if it had some heat on it, it was getting rocked all over the place. So they have to go to Kansas City, reinvented himself a little bit. Looks like he instituted that bit of a leg kick. I don't know if that helped him with his timing, his mechanics. Then, of course, gets traded to the Texas Rangers. Gets off to a great start with them. A little blips toward the end there, but at least hold himself together there. And, of course, no big, big blow-ups um, in the postseason. And, of course, you know, had one scare with Altuve there, but the ball wasn't hit far enough. And it was just a fly-out to deep center there. So Chapman didn't put himself in position to wreck anything for the Rangers. So that's good for him that. And, of course, I'd like to see Jordan Montgomery uh, get his uh, World Series ring. I know not as a Yankee, but whatever. He's a good guy. He deserved it. And, again, we'll see an offseason. Would they consider bringing him back? I don't think so, but whatever. Gets his ring there. So we'll move on to that. Now let's get into the Silver Slugger Award there. So um, I mentioned that Judge got a shot, but I don't think uh, Gleyber Torres will. And, again, I was going to down the numbers. So he's up against Brandon Drury, who was a former Yankee, as well as Marcus Simeon from those Texas Rangers who just won the championship. And if you want to stack the numbers there, if it was between Gleyber Torres and Brandon Drury, I think Gleyber might have a shot, but I think clearly this is going to go to Marcus Simeon. And kind of the same reason I, I went over this with the gold gloves, I just think for the fact that if you go into a playoff run, especially if you win a championship, I just think it's more favorable for you to get that. So if the numbers are close and if it's a toss-up, I think it's always going to go to someone who went to the, the playoffs and, and won a championship, just the way it is. Uh, so if I want to first look at Brandon Drury's numbers, hit 262, okay, 26 home runs, 83 RBIs, and OPS, that's again, that's on-base percentage plus slugging of .803. So pretty good there. Now let's go to Marcus Simeon, 276, so that's about, you know, 10 points and change higher than Brandon Drury. Three more home runs with 29. About 17 more RBIs with 100 even. Now, the OPS is just a slightly tick under at .759. So, it's about .039 points lower there. So, you know, he takes a little ding there. So, maybe that means, you know, he probably doesn't work enough walks as Brandon Drury. Maybe got, you know, hit by less pitches than Brandon Drury. So, Brandon Drury a little bit better with OPS. But, I mean, stack up the average, the home runs, and the RBIs. Uh, Marcus Simeon. Beats out Brandon Drury there. So now let's look at Gleyber Torres' numbers, uh, which is similar a little bit in some areas. Now his batting average is just slightly under Marcus Simeon at 273, so it's three points lower, which is not terrible. Four less home runs with only 25 compared to Marcus Simeon's 29, but far less RBIs with 68 compared to Marcus Simeon's 100. Now his OPS is higher than Marcus Simeon uh, with um, 0.800 even there. So Glaybar's numbers and Brandon Drury's numbers are just about very, very similar. So between them, it'd be almost a toss-up. But even though Marcus Simeon's OPS is just a little bit lower than the other two, I just think the fact he has the higher batting average by a tick slightly more home runs but both of them but clearly more rbis in both of them now you can say that's because you know he's on a team that was going for the play 
playoffs and a lot of winning games, a lot of winning baseball versus the other two. You could make that case there, but overall, um, I think it goes to Marcus Simeon just because, you know, all things being even, going to the World Series and winning it, I just think that shines on him. So I think I would expect Marcus Simeon to get there for second base. Now, let's go in the outfield, which is very crowded. Now, you can only give out three gloves there. And again, a lot of these players, it's going to be a toss-up with some of them there. But I'll, yeah, I'll just throw out some of the numbers of some of the candidates there. And, uh, and of course, comparing to Judge. Now, Judge, the only thing, of course, that's going to hurt him, he only played in 106 games versus these other guys pretty much who played the whole season. So you got to see how much they're going to hold that against Judge. Now, it's not like Judge played only like 50 games or 70 games, which you would just say just take him out. I mean, 106 games, it's not a ton, but it's not like also like nothing. I mean, it is substantial. Now, I don't think it's really the numbers that he puts up, but it's, I think it's the stats he put up within the 106 games that gives him a shot. Uh, so let's go over his numbers. So uh, batting average, 267, 37 home runs. And pace-wise, he was pretty much on pace per at-bat he did last season. And this season was pretty much almost the same. So if he played a full season, he probably would have been close to about 62 home runs. But again, you can't assume that. Um, 37 home runs, 75 RBIs. But this is what I think gives him a shot. His OPS, again, it's on-base percentage plus slugging, is 1. 0.019. So most players are under one. He's over one. So he's, again, I'll repeat it 1.019, which is higher than any of the other candidates there. So I think that at least gives him a remote shot to get one of those three outfield gloves. And I'll just give you some other notable players. Adolis Garcia, of course, fresh off from the Texas Rangers getting a championship. 245 batting average, so a little bit low there, but 39 home runs, 107 RBIs, and his OPS is 0.836, so lower than Judge. Another player to be looked at is Luis Roberts Jr. from the White. Sox, a little bit higher batting average there at 264. Similar with 38 home runs, only 80 RBIs, a little bit less than Garcia, and his OPS. 0.857. So just a little bit better than Garcia. So some other noble plays that's always you know floating around there. Uh, Luis Rodriguez, 275 batting average, so better than all those other ones. 32 home runs, again right in the neighborhood, and 103 RBIs, and an OPS of 8.18. And then less, I'll finish it off with uh, Kyle Tucker, 0.284 batting average, so the best of all of them. A little bit less home runs, but still substantial. 29 home runs and more RBIs than any of them, and 112 RBIs and a very high. OPS. I think the, I think the second to judge there at point eight eight six. Um, now, there are a couple of this Anthony Santander as well, and as well as, well as Randy at Rose Arena. Also, some notable numbers, but I just wanted to mention those. You know, just I don't want to go too crazy with stats there. So again, when you compare it all, you can make cases for each. Um, I just think Judge might have a shot just because, you know, in the small amount of games he played, because compared to the others, uh, the numbers are impressive. So what that means is that basically not only Judge gets his hits, but he also takes his walks. And if, again, if you're a Yankee fan, you watch the games, he gets on base a lot. You know, he's very good eye at the plate. He doesn't go outside the zone. So they might award him for that, even though he, you know, he missed about 50-something games there. So those are the stats. He's got a shot there. I just don't think Labor doesn't, just because, you know, I just think goes to Marcus Simeon there. Judge at least maybe has a prayer. And I think maybe the fact that Judge is Judge. He won it last year. You know, some of these things do go on reputation. Maybe just to see his face again with the Roberto Clemente Award. Even though Chevrolet have nothing to do with it, that's off the field. But hey, look, it doesn't hurt. So I think for all that in mind, uh, at least Judge got a shot there. So they'll announce that soon. And of course, we went over the gold gloves a couple episodes ago. Anthony Rizzo and Anthony Volpe. And again, I don't think neither of them are going to get it as well there. So if you're looking for some Yankee awards, I think you probably you might get Judge. But probably a good shot with the Cy Young going to Garrett Cole. We have to wait a little bit longer for that. So that's the episode. So I guess now we... Yeah, even though the Yankees have kind of been in the offseason since that final uh, game against the Royals there, but now we're in the offseason, 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 definite offseason as the Texas Rangers finishes off the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're the 2023 champions, so eh, 
kudos to them. They'll get their parade, you know, in Texas somewhere. Three people will show up, and that'll be great. And then uh, we'll go to uh, see you again next season. So uh, I've got a whole off season to go. So uh, if you haven't done it already, this is probably one of the rare episodes that I mentioned at the top. But make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Uh, again, we're gonna go over all, you know all the stuff. So the awards, the off season moves, and other Yankee stuff, interviews, and little Yankee stories and whatnot. Yankee history. Uh, it's exclusive, so you gotta be a podcast subscriber. So whatever listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe. And then there's also the visual version of the show. Go to YouTube, Section Four Twenty Talking Yankees. Subscribe there as well and get covered for Yankee news and baseball news as well the entire offseason. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.